0: And Welcome to the latest edition of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Big Picture Sports. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined by Jack Coleman. It's a nice Monday evening, and it's been a couple weeks since we've last talked sports, so here we are today to do it. Jack, how are you? I'm good. I'm ready to be back. We're uh ready to get into
1: some sports today. I, I think yeah. that there hasn't been anything too, too crazy uh, in, in the span of sports. It, it's kind of this consistent time of the year where... You know, you have some cool things like the Masters thrown in like this past weekend. Baseball is just kind of starting out. Um, Basketball is getting to the point where it's going to be some fun soon. We got the the playoffs coming up. Same thing with hockey. Uh, So those will definitely be coming up way Mm -hmm. more in the upcoming weeks. But it's been pretty standard sports recently. Uh, It's been fun to watch and we're getting into the heart of uh, the spring and the summer seasons that are coming up. So I'm really excited uh, for where we're heading. But for today, we are back and ready to roll.
0: Yeah. Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready shout out to Stu roll. Finer. yeah. Um I will say, I'm assuming you don't have a masters quote. Who's to say? Oh, alright. Well I was gonna shout him yeah, out because okay. I don't, but uh We'll leave it then. We'll we'll wait then. Alright. <laughs> it's a very easy quote, and if you don't know who it is already then, okay, fair enough. You gotta um, watch some sports. How would I start with my first quote then? Uh are you alright with that? Yeah, sure. Okay, it's it's basketball related. In regards to my decision about the future. I would love to take this week and celebrate the first national championship at blank with my teammates and coaches. Can you say that one more time for me? In regards to my decision about the future, I would love to take this week and celebrate the first oh. national championship at blank with my teammates and coaches. Um, so fill in the blank and yeah. tell me who's talking. Uh, well, it's Baylor. Like, it's someone from Baylor. It is Baylor.
1: It's a half point. I was also thinking NBA and it really tripped me. No, no, no. no. Uh, Baylor and who's someone on that team? There's like two. Yeah, no, I I'm trying of. to think of this. Kind of feels yeah. like a toss-up.
0: It's just been a minute since I even thought. I, I know, about and that's why we got to bring final. it back because we um, haven't recapped this game yet. What do you got? Uh, was there like a like a Quiverly or? <laughs> you're Quiverly? thinking of you're thinking of Jelly Fam, Javon Quinterly on uh, Alabama, I think. Yeah, maybe and it's not him. <laughs> uh, all right. Hint.
1: yeah I don't know I don't remember this team also in all fairness who even really knew Baylor before that game like uh, I didn't even know Baylor before that game No one knew Baylor but I think we didn't know like Baylor but like, compared to Gonzaga yeah, and, and guys that. on that team like Suggs or Tim Timmy Tim, Tim, Timmy I think either I think way say Timmy
0: like um Timmy
1: but still like we knew those guys going into that game throughout yeah. the course of the throughout the course of the tournament on Twitter and everything like even during the game, there wasn't a lot of people talking about people on Baylor, right. and more specifically, they they were just talking about Gonzaga and how bad Gonzaga looked and all that stuff yeah. because we had known those people. Let me so my it. defense,
0: no, 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 you're, I ride with that. Your defense, but is, no, go ahead. Is fair. Who, who was it? Well, now I'm going to make like a, a second game out of this. You're not going to get a, you got a half point, right? You got a half point, point. Um, and you're not going to earn the second half point, right? But I'm going to give you a chance to get the name correct anyway. So basically, he has the same first initial and last name, and jersey number, as an NBA All-Star. It's like, in fact, it's so identical that the All-Star wore the player's Baylor jersey after they won the national championship. And I think I showed you that picture. Um, You didn't show me it. You may have brought it up, and
1: I kind of (laughs) remember. Maybe it was like Donovan Mitchell or... Was it Donovan Mitchell? That's the player who was wearing the jersey. So then Mitchell... I, bro, I don't know anyone who Mitchell on that so team. so close. I know nothing B- of this B- team. They, yeah. They're lame. It's a lame national champion. <laughs> That's my
0: take right off the bat. Baylor, lame national champion. So it's Davion Mitchell. Yeah.
1: Who cares about cares? Well, about I mean, Mitchell.
0: I don't know, because Jared Butler was the other player, the offensive star, and Davion Mitchell, the defensive star. They both honestly did great on both sides of the court, but that's kind of how I always looked at this Baylor team. They also have Flo Thamba, which I've brought up before, just like your knockoff Mo Bamba, which I think is an incredible name, and well, maybe Sheck West is going to drop a single about Flo Thamba pretty soon, but um, man, you must not be listening. If you, you, I feel like that should be something to you
1: know, laugh. Nah,
0: nah, it's fine. You'll you'll listen back to this when you edit, it and maybe I'll get a chuckle. Chuckled, like, stuff coming up maybe. on my
1: computer all at once, nah, and nah, I was looking
0: at all of it. it it's all right cool. I, I had that joke prepared. No, I'm I'm, I'm a little offended. It's it's, <clears throat> fine. it's fine. It's whatever. So maybe your jokes aren't good. Maybe I just aren't don't. Good. I just don't think you were listening. Maybe it doesn't jokes matter. Aren't good. It, maybe maybe not. Maybe you know a good joke, joke would <laughs> That's me. You know what a good joke would have done? A good juke joke would have what? Got me to list. Well, you weren't... <laughs> no, 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 All right, so Davion Mitchell, basically, with people want to know whether he's declaring for the NBA draft or not, mm-hmm. and Shams actually tweeted that he was, so this was his response to that, saying, yeah. I don't have an announcement mm-hmm. yet, and they have the parade coming up, or maybe it just happened today, it was supposed to be around this date, um, and then he's going to make an official announcement soon. Uh, yeah, I, I did really just have this quote so we could talk about Baylor-Gonzaga quick, mm-hmm. and obviously... The game of the tournament came before the national championship when gonzaga played ucla went to just single overtime right and the Jalen shot heard around the world the buzzer beater at half court so i think everyone was kind of rooting for gonzaga because even though they were undefeated because they were the the number one like the the favorite going into the entire tournament that shot i feel like won some people over And Mm -hmm. you're you're in agreement, right? You were rooting for Gonzaga. I was rooting for Gonzaga. Uh, Back before Um,
1: the... I had him in my bracket. Back before the Sweet 16, uh, when Colin had talked with us too, I had expressed how much I actually liked Gonzaga. I like Mark Few a lot. I think he's one of the best coaches in college basketball. And like everything we had said, like this was his team. This was the perfect team to win it all with. And they just couldn't close out. The way to beat that team is high three-point shooting, consistent three-point shooting, volume shooting at that point. Yeah. And not taking your foot off the throttle. Right. And, and that's what they did from the start. They came out lights out fire hot. and <laughs> I like that. What, lights out fire hot?
0: Yeah. I feel just, like it, I said that. I don't know if I've heard that. But it's like three <clears> different, <throat> different descriptions of the Excuse same. Me, I, I, I like that a lot. Was, lights, lights out fire hot. Lights out
1: fire hot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what, what was I getting at there? Well, but I'm yeah, anyway, water, I, they sure. came out lights <laughs> out fire hot. And... It, there was no stopping them, and, and Gonzaga never stood a chance. It, they they fought back here and there to make it at least like the point where you say, okay, maybe this can get somewhere by by the end of the second half. Um, multiple times, but but it didn't. It, it really didn't. It was Baylor full throttle, and. Uh, like I said, no stopping them. They, it, they deserve to be the national champs. I'm
0: just saying they're bad national champs. I think
1: they're boring national champs. Not <laughs> yeah. good for March Madness when Baylor wins.
0: I get what you're saying. Um, <laughs> and uh, credit has to be given to Scott Drew, another Baylor name that r- r- rhymes with someone we've talked about already, Mark Few, Scott Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also rooting for Mark Few, wanting him to get his first national championship. They lost in 2017 to my UC- UNC mm-hmm. Tar Heels. Um, and if they had been playing any other team in that tournament, I would have rooted for Gonzaga then as well. Um, so I'm a little bit disappointed for Mark Few, because he just led a team to a 35-0 record, I believe, before hot they seat. lost. in that's national championship. He can he, he's not really on the hot seat. He can be on our hot seat, if that's what you're trying to say, but... I don't know. So the, That this, man
1: cannot be fired. This is actually the other thing, because I guess I'd be calling myself a hypocrite if I didn't follow through with my logic here, but... Uh I think you had seen it and I had definitely seen it, but it was how they were comparing Gonzaga to Notre Dame football. You see that? I, yeah, actually I yeah. did see that. So uh, I was trying to remember who was comparing. I think it was just a viral tweet, right? No, yeah. yeah. But um when I talk about uh oh, what's his name, the Notre Dame coach. Uh oh. Why am I joining Brian Kelly. Brian yeah, Brian Kelly, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why I thought Brian Kelly for a second. But no, Brian, no, no. it is Brian. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Um in regards to him, I think that he should... like Notre Dame would have been better off by getting rid of Brian Kelly. And I kind of think Gonzaga... I'm not saying they should do that. No, I see what I'm just saying, saying by that saying. logic, I, I should also
0: kind of think here that maybe well, Mark Few's on the Let's look screen. at the comparison a little bit then. Um for me, I think the Notre Dame actually could justify a it makes to change sense. to Mike Kelly. You're
1: gonna get recruits regardless. Look so you know what I mean? on
0: one hand, Mark Few built the Gonzaga program to where it is, and while yeah. he has lost in two national championships, he's gotten a team that's a mid major in basketball to two national championships. That's incredible. And Gonzaga's honestly becoming more prestigious than any team in the West in any, you know, Western conference, such as the Pac-12, even though the Pac-12, of course, had a great tournament themselves, was it a little fluky that the 11-seed uh, UCLA got to the Final Four? Kind of. Oh, really? They were a cool
1: team. I don't think ah, so. Da, da, da. It was those last four games of the year that brought them down to That's a good that point, play. And then if but... not,
0: I don't think anyone would have been
1: as Hey, Look, I
0: loved I was rooting for UCLA. Ah, I was rooting for a good game, and I got it in yeah. that one. But... Uh, All I'm saying is there's still an argument to be made, and I think everyone would agree, that Gonzaga is honestly more prestigious as a program and just in a better place than any of the Pac-12 basketball teams, even if UCLA just went to the Final Four. You know what I mean? Because Gonzaga is the one that beat them as well. All that to say, Mark Few brought the program there. Brian Kelly... Took over a great program, yeah, named yeah. stories and has not gotten it done with them for who knows how long. Yeah, um, well,
1: I hate I hate to do like this. Ugh, this sounds so ESPN, but um, were was Gonzaga too good for their own good? <laughs> were they too <laughs> okay. good of a team for Mark Few to coach? Is what I'm getting at here, like. Is Mark Few mm-hmm. better at coaching a team of guys that are not necessarily like mm. top talent okay, within so, NCAA basketball? That's funny. Or now is I, he better at coaching an actual, just purely good team? I know what you're saying. Like, is in the tournament. Yeah. It
0: almost makes me think like, can he rebuild a team? Is he is he able to reach the promised land and get you know the championship? Yeah. Or is he just a rebuilder? Just, yeah, the forty years uh, in the desert. Kenny you Atkinson. Know, you know Kenny Atkinson with the Nets being <laughs> fired right before the big three was brought in, or actually last year when the big three was going to finally be healthy or forget that. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like Kenny Atkinson known for rebuilding a program. Is that all Mark Few is I'm going to say no, because just to get to a national championship means you have to win five games before six games before that. I believe I think you have to, we'll check the math, but either five or six games in a row in the national tournament. Anyway, facing off against just as good of competition, you know, in the final four, in the elite eight, maybe even the Sweet I think it's 16. five, but could be six. There you go. Round of sixty-four, round of thirty-two. It's five, Plus, it could be six with elite the eight, final four. Huh. I guess it is. Yeah. Eh, all right. Well, we did our math on air. There you go. <laughs> um. Regardless, it just is difficult, right? Yeah. You know. So, I think that in its own right proves that Mark Few is where he should be yeah. and deserves to be on that, uh, you know, level. Brian Kelly can't even make the college football playoffs, let alone. I think he's only made it to one national championship, and that was before the playoff system was put into place. He just can't win the big game, or just hasn't at least proved that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's (laughs) long-winded discussion just to say you should fire Brian Kelly before you fire Mark Few. Yes. Yeah. I I, agree. I've been out on Brian Kelly. I think that he's held him back. I think our Notre Dame guys a couple too rings. Yeah. Uh, Well. Got a little bit tangential there, but always down for that on this show. That was my basketball quote, though. So uh, what do you got? Yeah, I'll keep basketball rolling here since we
1: started out with it. Um, And here's the quote. It's a little tricky, but you should get at least half of it. He's playing great. He just looks a lot more comfortable to me out there. I think he's certainly making less mistake-type plays. I think he's playing more efficiently. He's finishing better. Obviously, he's shooting it great with confidence and comfort. Even hitting some late in games. So he looks like he's found his groove and found a good comfort level. I think no question. This is about RJ Barry. Yes. And I'm just gonna say it's Thibodeau talking about So him. it's not it's a good guess.
0: Yeah. Um it may, be, well, it's a coach. Uh, it's just is it Steve Nash? Is uh, uh Godfather? No. No. Is it a Knicks Another coach? Another great second? No. <laughs> Interesting, okay. uh um, It's kinda hard. Like I told you that part of yeah. it would be kinda difficult. Who you guys played recently? I don't think he played the Warriors, but Steve Kerr feels like a guy who could say something like that. Um, I can't tell you who because no, no, no. I know, I know. I'm just. I'll take one more guess without yep. like looking at the schedule or anything. Recently, you guys had a good game against not the Wizards. Um, shoot, like ah uh, ah. Uh. Uh, who's coaching? The, you wouldn't do a Tyron Lue quote. I don't even think he played the Clippers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Who you got? So it's
1: Nick Nurse. Okay, fair enough. Oh, you did just play the Raptors. Damn. And, uh, uh, but the the connection there and the reason to that is because he coached them. RJ on the Canadian national there you team. go.
0: Um, All right.
1: So yeah, I want to talk about RJ. They're coming off a 102-96 win against the Raptors. They're playing the Lakers right now. And if I can pull up a little uh, stat line real quick yeah, and get right. a live update as we're recording because I am very curious as well yeah so we're up three at halftime i think i actually just did see that that julius randall had around 19 points dennis schroeder was at like 17 they're leading the game right now um but yeah rj barrett so this all starts with anthony edwards trash talking rj barrett following the timberwolves knicks game uh where rj had the last shot in the game missed it and the knicks lost right uh following that rj has been on an absolute tear and frankly he's he, I thought that he was on a tear before that game as well. Okay. Um, while he did miss that shot, he has had the numbers he's putting up now really like over the course of this year. Yeah. Um, but that just brought it all to the national attention, mm-hmm. which looking back, I think was a good thing because now people were watching R.J., and he stepped up his game, I guess, but not really. He, he put out other good games against other good teams, like the Grizzlies, who we were able to beat on Friday, and then, again, the Raptors, and now he's still balling tonight against the Lakers. Um, but he's playing really well. And a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of Knicks fans, I'll say, on Twitter, um, have talked about Julius Randle being the most improved guy on the team. And, and that's a sentiment that I kind of believe in. I think Julius Randle could be most improved in the league. But a lot of other people were also saying that R.J. Barrett is also a most improved candidate. Um, Looking at his numbers from last year to this year, this year he's putting up 17.6 points per game, 3 assists. He's shooting 45.4% from field goal, 38.6 from 3, and 73.5 from the line. Compare that to last year, which was 40% field goal, 32% from 3, 14.3 points per game, and 61% from the line. Hmm. Not to mention... He's been taking late-game shots, even though he missed the one against Anthony Edwards. He hit the final three against the Raptors yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I, I think that we're starting to see the blossoming of a really good young star. And yeah. while I love Julius Randle, while he's been incredible, for one, there hasn't been that consistency. I think now we're seeing an upward trend as well as consistency for R.J. Barrett, which is a good sign, and a guy who's only in his second year. Um, but with Julius Randle, who knows in terms of the long-term... Um, how he could actually fit in with all of our plans mm. uh, looking forward to the future. Like for now, it's great. Hopefully we can keep him for a while. Hopefully we can agree- come to some sort of agreement where he can keep him if he keeps this up. Uh, but you know, as a Nets fan, that doesn't always work out with the guys that help you along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and my point in that was that I think RJ Barrett is going to be here to stay. I think he's going to be, the centerpiece, if not a co-centerpiece of this franchise, like he is right now with Randall. um, And he's really stepping into his own and and coming into his own. And I think he's starting to get the national attention um, that warrants it, that I've been craving for him all year.
0: And it's finally here. All right, you ready for some positive Knicks takes? Yeah, let's go. All right, so first of all, I think you just described what is, you know, the beauty, the silver lining of a true rebuild. Because you're talking about how... Two, your two best players right now Mm -hmm. could be argued to both be the most improved on your team, and there are other players too who could also be in that conversation. That's the
1: thing is, those two people were, or excuse me, the tweets I was seeing saying that, seeing, were saying that RJ and Julius would be considered league wide most improved. I don't agree with that. I think that Julius Randle is most improved in a league wide. Conversation. I think so
0: too. Um, but yeah. RJ, I think, in, ter- in regards to the team, yeah. obviously. Sorry. but Exactly, yeah, so and on. that's how it is, because <clears> when you draft, you know, or when you want to build your team through the draft, and you're not putting pressure to rush that process, which obviously, especially being a big market team like the Knicks, being in New York, you always want to see instant results, which is why RJ was so hyper-criticized last year for not being nearly as efficient as he could have been and is proving to be this year. Um he didn't deserve that, and uh, I think I did say maybe that he didn't have a great season. But I've seen, you know, similar results from players like Spencer Dinwiddie, who we didn't even draft, and turned into, you know, a, a, a near All Star uh, last year in terms of production. He wouldn't have gotten it, but. D'Angelo Russell um, you can look at with the Lakers and obviously coming into the Nets his first season was not nearly as good in fact the uh, Kenny Atkinson we mentioned earlier wouldn't let him close in the fourth quarter because yeah. he wasn't good Flip to a year later and he leads a 25 point comeback in the fourth quarter against the Kings so it's things like that where you have to wait you have to invest you know in this long-term vision which I think I gotta credit you and other Knicks fans for finally doing honestly And what you get out of that is seeing Julius Randle go from just some guy you signed to use some money up when you missed out on some big free agents to being an all star and being that big free agent himself. Or with RJ Barrett, the guy who spin zone, you missed out on Zion and that seemed like the future crushed already. You had to settle for the third pick. You couldn't even get John Morant. Now you have a guy who. All right, I'm not going to say he's as good as those other two guys just yet. But again, we don't know who has the mean, highest ceiling. Is he, is he, he could really be. that far off? I mean, well, here's I didn't get a chance to look at their you numbers. you got to look at Zion's stats recently because other than I the know, game yeah, against I, the Nets, yeah, he has like 12, has 12 straight 30-point games. Yeah. And then Ja is tremendous leading that Grizzlies team.
1: But this is what I will say about those two guys. You Both could, have yeah. had significant injuries in their first two years. Right. And by significant, where they were out for an extended amount of time, no, argue you can, really hasn't. You can argue that. And it, so yeah. when people bring up that, like, and especially, the, I'm not even necessarily saying now, the narrative around the draft when it had happened mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, like typical Knicks missing out on both Zion and Ja when there isn't a third guy there or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there was never any respect for RJ from the start.
0: No, you're and right. Before
1: he was even
0: with the Knicks. and I, There really wasn't okay. that respect there. I, I remember there being hype around both him and Zion at the same time. I, I think it was hyped up to be that like great duo that was supposed to go and win a national championship. And then they lost in, well, I the think, problem, the
1: the main problem was that when Zion had been out for Duke, I think RJ had underperformed on his own during that time. Um, he may have had like a game or two where he was actually decent or whatever, but, um, for the sake of argument, I think in national conversation, it was like, can Duke do it without Zion. Right. Um, because RJ was on his own and that's what we saw last year. It was RJ on his own because Julius Randle was nowhere near the player he is this year. So I've always, I actually have always said this from the beginning is that I think RJ would be a phenomenal, phenomenal number Mm -hmm. two guy. If uh-huh. you paired him with someone. And we got that somehow through our Julius Randle, <laughs> which caught me by surprise because I was like, somehow we're going to have to trade for someone or someone, somehow we're going to have to eventually draft for someone to be the yeah. main guy. And it was like, oh, whoa, no, it's just Julius now, I guess. Yeah. So that's helped, I think. Certainly. I, I don't think he should be the main guy. I, Like I've said, I've compared the way he plays, and I'm not saying an ability, but style to Scottie Pippen. Yeah. And Scottie is the all-time great number two man. So... I think with we have everything in place for the Knicks and if they can bring in another star and have a almost like a big three, if you will, if another young guy can develop into being a big three, like that would be huge. So everything is really going well right now for RJ Barrett and it's a phenomenal feeling as a Knicks fan to finally see someone you draft actually get yeah. closer towards like stardom as opposed to just playing well. He it is that's the yeah. that's the the trajectory that RJ's on is that he's becoming more of a young star as opposed to a just consistent young guy.
0: Yeah, no, it is a really good feeling. I can relate to that from going through that rebuild, and that will quickly transition me since I don't have an NBA quote um, prepared. Look, as a Big J journalist, sometimes you have That'll to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like saying Big J, too, uh-huh. though. And I, I actually say yeah. that with... Um, shoot, I... Uh, somebody else. I literally made a joke with that today, but capital J journalist. I like big J journalist. That could be our little mix, cool. you know, I on like it. Big I don't, J. I don't hate that. Um, regardless, you sometimes have to address the tough topics that you'd otherwise just like to dodge. So I will quickly give a one minute breakdown on what happened Saturday night between the Nets and the Lakers. Cause that was expected to be a blowout on one side ended up being a blowout on the other. I turned it off after the third quarter. I was in a terrible mood for the rest of the night, um, and I think rightfully so. Uh, but no James Harden, KD on minutes restriction, and Kyrie being thrown out for arguing with another player who also got thrown out. It was confusing, won't even get into that. Uh, long story short, we were against all odds there, but even with those uh, you know, circumstances, we should have put up a fight against a team that was missing LeBron, AD, Kyle Kuzma, Wesley Matthews, Jared Dudley doesn't really count as much as we love him. He had been out for like a month already and was just kind of coaching the team at that point. But all to say, the Nets just did not play physical enough. And I, I told you before this Lakers Knicks game tonight that the Knicks have the physicality to hang with the Lakers, you know, without, uh, maybe even with AD and LeBron. We'll see if they could, you know. I think with, with game, one of them, but like. With one of them in, yeah. I think it would be a game. But I, I mean, it's a game right now. But no, with one
1: of them in, I think we can still hang. Yeah, and I'm both yeah. is hard. Both
0: no, I, hard. I agree. Both is difficult, but I, I think um, preferably LeBron. Honestly, I'd rather LeBron be in and I think AD you're right, uh, especially for your team mm-hmm. and how they'd match up. But again, you never well, want to face LeBron, so, so that's my true main too. concern. Regardless, I think Randall could at yeah, least try no, hard. You're LeBron. right. Um, but all that to say that the Nets should not have lost that game to the Lakers, and LaMarcus Aldridge, the thing that I like about this team being so heavily built on veterans, um, and obviously I was literally just talking about how awesome it is to have a youthful team like the Knicks or like the 2018 Nets, Um, but the great thing with veterans is how they take accountability for their losses as quickly as they do. Mm -hmm. LaMarcus Aldridge in the postgame presser saying he had to be better and this loss is on me and I didn't play physical enough. Um, I got you know outplayed by Andre Drummond, and those are all things that Nets fans were thinking and were frustrated about mm-hmm. and still are allowed to be, but to have a guy say that and say, I need to play better, I need to be better, and know that from the jump is huge compared to maybe somebody trying to prove himself as a 23, 24-year-old, maybe having a little bit of a bigger ego, even though obviously these guys, Lamarcus is a former all-star, he deserves to think highly of himself, he also knows that right now he's a bench player slash starting center um, who's on a team that just needs to win and has better players than him. He needs to do his part if we're going to get those W's, especially against a team like the Lakers. I loved how he handled it. It was something to take away from that game, which otherwise the, the, the Lakers shot the lights out and we shot like 20% from three. I've always said a team that lives by the three dies by the three. I mean, you'll definitely agree with that. And the Nets just hadn't really had that happen to them, uh, you know, in recent games. It finally happens that combined with missing our stars it was the perfect storm. So I'm not like now I'm not frustrated. It's just one game. It's the media's take on everything. Stephen A already going back at Kyrie uh, for potentially missing a game tonight. That's now postponed because of the tragic stuff that happened in Minnesota. Um, All that though was just frustrating to me. Uh, Obviously that was frustrating to me, but the Stephen A talk already coming back after saying Kyrie should be the MVP a month ago. You know, that's really where I'm frustrated right now. But the game itself, well, it's in I the do. past. I do have a
1: general question. Like, it doesn't matter during the actual year, but, like, will you be upset in the playoffs if your stars aren't playing?
0: Well, like, if
1: the I Kyrie mean, like, stuff... Yeah, it, you it, know? If, if the guy... if we Like, have this doesn't injury. matter now, and, like, I know some... Like, when we talk about it and everything, like, people will bring it up, and it's like, to me, now doesn't necessarily matter. Right. But... In the playoffs, if that was my team, no, no, like, no, yeah. I'd be annoyed. Like I, I would, too. I, because, I, like, even though you have three guys, and yes, you can win without one of them playing, like, yeah. you gave up the either draft capital or assets to have those guys. And it's not like mm-hmm. you gave up stuff just for them not to play. Oh, yeah. So, it's like, in theory, all three of them should be playing. I, I So, agree. that's what I'm saying, like, come the playoffs, like... It
0: would be kind of annoying. It would be. And I am in and complete I'm, agreement. And that's why um, I haven't
1: really said anything about it is because it might not happen. Like, it could easily just be the case where playoffs hit and all three are like, yeah, let's go. It's go time. And well, like, that's fine. Uh, I think that's
0: what's going to happen because yeah. KD was, is still taking a very slow comeback from an injury exactly. even though he looks great on the court. Harden's doing the same thing. He tweaked his hamstring when he rushed mm-hmm. back for the next game um, and came back out, hasn't played since, and I don't think we'll see much of him Until the playoffs, even though Harden's mentality is a little different, he has been pushing himself to be on the court for each and every game, which I love. But in the grand scheme of things, we don't need that right now. We're already in the one seed spot. We'll probably have a top three locked up pretty soon. Well, also it's a different situation situation between KD and Harden. Well, I'm getting to to much right, right, right. sure, sure, sure. That's true. But that's not even the injury that he's recently nursing, right? He's also paying attention Mm -hmm. to that hamstring. Yeah, kept him out for I think 23 games. Um, but then Kyrie finally. I think he understands more than anyone that even though clearly personal reasons can you know get him to skip a regular season game or two, which is frustrating, and to a degree, um, I think he understands more than anyone that he wants to win a ring for his hometown team, right? And or you know home area team. Well, I and mean, it was it was Jersey then. Yeah, so exactly. exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and regardless, he wants to be there for every single game of that stretch and knows that he needs to be there to make that dream a reality. So for me, I think he is not going to miss a game, right? Knock on wood, he doesn't get hurt. Otherwise, I think he's going to be there as, you know, if he's able to, if he has the means to do so, he will. So I'm not worried at all about that. It's injuries to all three of them, really, that has always been a concern in the back of our minds. Um, But I do like how you know, the Nets have been calm and collected in terms of how they've dealt with the yeah. couple hiccups we've had so far.
1: Well, the other, the other thing too, with Kyrie come the playoffs is like, if you are missing playoff games for personal reasons, regardless of what, like, I to me, that's just like a locker room problem waiting to happen in that scenario. So hopefully, like, he understands the gravity of not being. Oh, I got you. Yeah. There, like besides just like the game itself.
0: I think the locker room, though. Clearly, I think we would have heard something by now. Uh, like the Nets, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm not. I'm saying yeah. when it comes playoff playoff time. Agreed, it's completely. And Netflix, it doesn't but, even have to be between
1: the guys that are close to them, but like yeah. you can easily lose the start rest losing guys. out yeah, on yeah. some of the other guys that have no real you know affiliation. with I agree you with that. that. I agree with that. Um, yeah. But I'm just saying, that that's just a question I actually yeah, had going forward. But very I, for now, I mean, it's wrong.
0: Yeah, so we're at half a point each, I think, going into mm-hmm. round two. Uh, I'll do baseball, because I don't think you have a baseball. I'll kind of just chuck it in the middle. Um, this is your third? My second. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little quicker, because we've kind of... No, cool, up, Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was weird. I feel weird. Even my daughter, she didn't want to look at me. It is what it is. I'm happy to be here. Um. There has been much team changes in baseball yet does this have to do with the Mets no Uh I can't think of any changes that have happened recently there was one eh sized one but there's a reason I'd bring it up when was it It it's like last week no maybe even this weekend um the quote again is it was weird I feel weird even my daughter she didn't even want to look at me it is what it is I'm happy to be here and he's not talking about like, she didn't want to look at him because of the, No, I know. You know I'm
1: thinking, well, okay, my logic is that it, it based upon the show and everything, it's probably something to do with the Yankees and that uh-huh. his didn't want to look at him because he
0: shaved yep. for joining the Yankees. Yep. But
1: I can't even think of who joined the Yankees. There's only
0: one guy that joined, and I'm not even sure you'd know his name other than if you think of a, we we'll say it's a, a fight he got into when he was with his previous team. Uh, it's 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 kind of a niche name and I don't blame yeah. you for not knowing it say it but I think I know who, who well, the person the he fought was Jose Bautista yeah I know and it's
1: I can't think of the guy's name <laughs> but I, that was the fight I was thinking I should have just said his that his
0: name is Runed Odor. Yeah. Odor 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 yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I didn't know when that was I thought that was something that like Happened a while back. No, no.
0: So this was very recent. We traded um two prospects to be named later, I think, for O'Dor, who had been on a pretty rough contract, no pun intended with his name. Yeah. Um with the Rangers, but they agreed to pay off the majority of it for yeah. him to join us because they were just gonna wave him and have to eat the entire contract anyway. Um the reason I bring him up, partially because Ronette O'Dor had a clutch hit to start a 10th-inning rally and get us the win yesterday against the Rays. Otherwise, they would have swept us in Tropicana. We did not want that. The more important thing <laughs> is I want to have a quick debate. I don't actually know where you stand on it. With the Yankees shaving policy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've seen, even if you can't really picture right now, what Odor looked like before this. He had a big, yeah, bushy yeah. beard and kind of like a poor hairline, you know, hair going on. Um and he shaved it off, and clearly that's what his young daughter was reacting to, um, is how different he looked. Even today, I think Dan just saw a picture of him and was like, wow, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, for one, like the tradition, but I've seen a ton of negative reaction on Twitter saying once again, this is 2021, you know, it's the 21st century, why are we still doing this? I just want to know where you stand on it, because I haven't asked you yet. Um,
1: yeah, it's... I'm kind of in the middle on right. it. Okay. Um, for one, I think when you have a long-standing tradition in general, not even the shaving, but yeah, baseball is such a, a traditional sport. Um, going back so far in America's history, and then on top of that, you're the Yankees, you are New York, you ha- hold the title of having the most rings in baseball. Uh, there's something that comes with it. it. There's a reason why people want to wear the pinstripes. Uh, playing baseball growing up and everything like that it's everyone's dream to be a yankee yeah at some point it's the most recognizable logo i believe actually in sports yeah like i think or globally right i'm pretty sure that yankees it's that and the are, dodgers yeah, yeah and the dodgers and yeah. i Something else there dude i think Cowboys. the jump man might be okay jump man too. um or, yeah. or, or like the bulls or something because of the jordan Could be, yeah. um anyway so I like it because of that. It's something unique to us. It, it shows that you're a step above. And it's, it's something classy. And I like the classiness I agree of that. it. Yeah. Um, there's something in... It, it's almost an intimidate an intimidation factor. I sound like Porky Pig. I haven't heard <laughs> in <it. laughs> um, An intimidation factor um, that, you know, when a, a group of guys all walk in clean-shaven, clean-cut, looking good, rolling through in the pinstripes, it's like the Yankees are in town. Yeah. So I like that a lot. On the other hand of it, though... Baseball needs to keep modernizing and, and keep... I agree with that, um, too. You know, it, The the big thing here is that there's a reason why guys like James Harden or Anthony Davis can be so successful because they have their own unique quirks between the yeah. brow and the beard sure. um, that, that they're able to monetize and turn into um, ads or, or whatever. Um, and that you could potentially see in baseball, and especially in New York, or like yeah. a, a prime place. You know, Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge should be guys that are... Getting the same type of national attention as your um, Brady's, I guess, in the NFL, Mahomes or Mm. or LeBron James, like, they are some of the top-tier baseball athletes in the league, and you know, if they had the opportunity to monetize something about them, whether that's a yeah. beard, hair, or something, they should be able to do that because it's good for the sport of baseball. Yeah. And that's what the NBA and NFL have done so well. Cole used to have,
0: to he used to have the long hair yeah. and the like the little beard. No, but, like, yeah. Kind like a shadow. Yeah. It looked good on um, like the I, I Pirates know, The clean cut. But that's the thing, is clean-cut
1: Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole looks awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, the other thing, this is kind of unrelated, but Aaron Judge does, I think, get that national attention that few MLB players actually do. Oh, he do. does. I'm
1: just saying in terms of, like, global well, n- no, recognition what made me think like of, like, LeBron, Mahomes, I know, those
0: guys. What made me think of it, though, is his marketability, it hasn't changed, but I'm just saying he lost his, one of my favorite features, which was his tooth gap, right? Like, obviously we know how Strahan has held on to his even after retiring, Well, he uh, he does keep it even, he had the April Fool's prank, but Judge, like, actually fixed his teeth, and I almost am disappointed to an extent, because, like, it felt like part of him and his marketability, not that he lost that at all, he's still number 99, I mean, that's unique in its own right. Um, Spin zone, now that he has fixed teeth, maybe he'll just start
1: dating, like, an absolute, like, yeah, if in New York, if he isn't already, like, he he just not a sled. a yeah. and that would be
0: his new thing. Do you remember Derek Jeter? Um, there the, was a sports the flowchart yeah. or whatever. No, yeah. Oh, I remember the flowchart, but there's a sports center like graphic of an entire field. Of, oh like, yeah yeah yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. of. Yeah. women when dated and like yep. Mariah carries the pitcher or something. It's crazy. That's awesome. Um, but fun, it's fun fact:
1: Derek Jeter and Eminem, Eskimo Brothers. Who would have thought?
0: And who would have thought that is that is a surprise wow duo. yeah wow uh, we will lead that into your second quote uh, all right um I'll <laughs> pick up
1: with just general sports talk we hinted at earlier right but here it is it's thrilling to think that there are a lot of youngsters in blank watching today hopefully in five ten years when they get a little older hopefully some of them will be competing on the world stage Okay one more time but I think I got it. It's thrilling to think that there are a lot of youngsters in blank watching today. Hopefully in five, ten years, when they get a little older, hopefully some of them will be
0: competing on the world stage. I could be... Com- mm, I might be completely wrong. Youngsters in blank yeah, it's watching today? Oh. Youngsters in blank watching today. Hope we can get them in the next five or ten. Compete in the world stage. Ah, uh, da, da, da. Huh. It's just general sports, because I guess... Knowing what sport he was referring to, would that give it away? I mean, yeah, we talked about it earlier. We brought, you brought it up in the beginning. What? Wait, why am I already,
1: the national? No. Very beginning. General
0: sports club Oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, uh, I only deserve a half point. I Now I know. But this wasn't easy because it was just general. Like, if you had said well, it was... that's what I'm saying. Well, I thought you knew from when you brought it up earlier. Ah, uh, but I just kind of forgot because I was like, maybe he doesn't have don't, a maybe I, yeah. Maybe I'm just paying more attention. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. All right, so it's... To get my quotes, you... Uh, we have youngsters <laughs> in Japan watching, and it's Hideki Matsuyama yes. talking. Yes. Because he won the Masters, and I was trying not to yeah, say that. No, I, I
1: just brought it up because it's really, <laughs>
0: it, it's awesome that oh, he was yeah. able to win He really was cool guy uh
1: to to take the green jacket um, and I, I think it's important right now with everything in regards to covid and a lot of asian american hate and obviously that's not directly linked to japan No. Um, but it's it's awesome like he's saying you yeah. know, there's little kids out there who are seeing people like them you know get hate on or or just you know all this stuff from people in the world today in regards to covid and they're seeing someone that looks like them to some extent I'm not saying that they're Japanese, but at least Japanese kids can and Asian Americans can at least watch too, um, and see him on such a national stage and in a fantastic light in a time that is so dark for uh, a group of people, a minority in this country. So really awesome that he was able to win yesterday and all the stuff that came out about it was really cool. I, I also kind of brought this up because I think a podcaster, um, a different, I don't even know what pod or it's not even a barstool thing. It's just some random podcaster, um, said like oh like i can't wait for the the menu next year whatever like because of it and like people were calling her out for that and she basically said like i'm not racist like seriously like i just said that because when you know the winner picks the menu for the following year it's usually, like, just oh. normal stuff, but, like, he's going to pick, like, some dope Japanese food, probably. Okay. And, like, she was saying that, but everyone was, like... I believe that. Oh, like it sounds a little should, tough, it's, it's, like, this yeah. even wasn't your, like, first tweet, because she did congratulate him first, and it's, like, okay, oh, you should know, like, how people will spin stuff. But, like, that's, that's true a whole too. other conversation. Su- yeah, let's leave that one. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, so really cool that Hideki was it able was. to win it. Um, we saw him in the airport with the green jacket yeah, over the back of his go. chair and and everything else. So congratulations to
0: our new master, Yeah, Dex- <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he is the first Japanese golfer uh, in men's golf to yes. win a major. So, so uh, congratulations. I him. actually
1: had other things that I completely forgot about, but yeah. um, a lot of people are saying that he should be the
0: one to ignite the Olympic torch this That'd summer be dope. Uh, yes. for the Olympics. I think you should think and. You should. Maybe Naomi Osaka's involved as well, since she's she she at least plays for Yeah, Japan. that's true. Um, I love Naomi Osaka. She's yeah. awesome. I was gonna just bring I up. I honestly like her more than like
1: Serena. So oh, we yeah. yeah. We well, won't yeah, get a into whole that, but thing. I am. I'm not understanding.
0: Yeah. Um, um, but also, yeah, yeah.
1: the two announcers, and this is cool. Um, who were calling the masters for like the Tokyo Broadcasting Company, whatever it is? Yeah. Um, actually broke into tears on the call cow- watching him. That's win awesome. Yeah. Because it was the first time. Like I think what they said in the moment was like, "This is the first or like finally, finally, Japan is." Um, on top of the, world, of the golf world yeah, or some not even
0: golf world but just, just like the we world finally yeah. made it no you're right or whatever so well, think about that like we incredible live, moment we live in probably the biggest country in terms of sports yes china and um excuse me india are more populous but in terms of sports we are the center of so many different ones um so we can't really think of not seeing an athlete of our nation be at the top of a specific in some respect. Yeah. yeah in, you know? in I mean,
1: even look at the rest of the masters. Exactly. It was, it was exactly.
0: Zalatoris came in second. He yeah. was great. a yeah. 24 year old, um, who I was, you know, rooting for as well as Justin Rose, who's British, but yeah, at the same, at the same time. Um, all I'm saying is imagine being from a country and loving golf, like you yourself grew up loving golf. It's big in Japan. It just, you know, it's, is, yeah, it's, no, it's sport as yeah. well. And, there definitely should be, but I'm all I'm saying is just no matter where you are in the in the world, growing up and never seeing someone of your native land, right, of your nation who you were definitely rooting for mm-hmm. win. At I, all. I think what's incredible. Would, what I would almost It is emotional. Uh, a similar
1: moment I could compare it to, uh not personally because I wasn't alive for it, but the miracle on the ice with the US beating yes. Russia. I think that yeah, is I, I great think comparison. that's yeah. kind of the closest thing I can think of. And and
0: there were movies made about it. It was fantastic. Yeah, and, and hopefully we get like an anime People about it. Cry Nazi. about it.
1: People cried a miracle. Is what I'm saying. It's like what I'm an saying. intense movie. So
0: yeah, I that's totally good, get yeah. it.
1: Like it, it's it's awesome. It's great for the sport. It's great for Japan. Um, it's great in a time when there isn't necessarily a lot of love towards shown towards Asian Americans. Well, stuff. that's why I want
0: to shout out like uh, Naomi Osaka before she even got brought oh, up in yeah. a different way. No, no, uh, Naomi Osaka. Uh, awesome. Jeremy Lin um has been great speaking Go. out about recent events and just in general uh, Asian American, just Asian in general representation in sports. And then for sure, Hideki Matsuyama for putting, you know, Japan specifically on the world stage, like you said, in now a new sport, which is awesome. Yeah. Not a new sport, like I said, for them to be competing in, but now one to be globally recognized. It's awesome. So when you look at it from that perspective, I wish I was honestly rooting for him the whole time. I was never rooting against him, yeah. but I, I'm a big J Rose guy and I like the Zalatoris underdog story. But Matsuyama just caught fire on the back nine of round three, never looked back, dominated pretty much all of round four. There was a quick, quick period where he only had a one-stroke lead over Zalatouris, uh on the back nine yesterday, but look, it was just great to watch golf again and see people in the crowd again. Um, funny enough, I thought you were maybe going to mention... Like, WWE here? Uh, I know it's crazy. That's but wild. I mean, I'm down. I, mean. I would nah. love to talk WWE. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I don't really it's been want to. a minute. <laughs> to. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but the two things that happened yesterday was, you know, Masters finally having people in the crowd for the first time, you know, for this four-day weekend. And another giant event in, I think you said the world stage. And that's just a phrase that WrestleMania would use, I remember <laughs> Which is crazy, but like they yesterday had fans in attendance in the first time since COVID hit uh, in any way at a wrestling event. It was the first time, so I w- I wasn't keeping up with it. I don't really know. Who, maybe Cena? Nah, he's definitely retired no, right he's now. Not but, one, uh, yeah. Regardless, cool. Well, Logan Paul well. was there. Oh jeez. Wild. He got
1: like the bad knocked Bunny out or whatever. was
0: there. I think he fought. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I I know Logan Paul was there. I, do, I didn't even know the two guys that he would just, like fight. I didn't I even recognize him. Right. It's been a minute since I was in the WWE uh, uh you're right. the too. subreddits, yeah. but uh <laughs> but yeah, he uh um, Logan yeah. Paul was was on <laughs> who got like Kicked a guy out, or like said that the other guy won or something, and then the guy who won was like looking at his hand, and the crowd was starting to get like rowdy, <laughs> and he's just looking at his closed fist, and Logan Paul's like cheering up the cr- the crowd, like yeah. yeah, like he won, and the guy was just like no, and like RKO'd him, like sucker punch. It was awesome. That's Logan Paul getting punched is a, is a thing that everyone should see
0: once in, once in a lifetime. Even though he's a decent guy now, like he does seem yeah. yeah. You love to see those type of people get punched. All right. I'm going to go to my third and final quote. Um, It's an NFL quote. Uh, Yeah, my last
1: one is too, so we're in full football mode.
0: I have a a feeling we might get overlap here, but let me just read mine. Oh, well, if it's from today, it probably is. (laughs) (laughs) The one NFL breaking news of today. (laughs) Oh, boy. Great we saved this for last. It was a hard decision, but it's the right decision for me and my family. It's been the best 12 years of my life. Who is it? What's it referring to? Julian Edelman. I'm...
1: I probably have the same quote, but he retired. <laughs> yeah. Um. Nothing in my career has ever come easy, and no surprises. Oh, no that was a good point too. I've always said, "I'm gonna go until the wheels come off, and they finally have fallen." Dude, off.
0: I watched the entire video, and that part specifically hit because he was speaking so slowly. He's sitting on a chair in the middle of Foxborough. That's in dope. the middle of um. Oh, what's the field called? No, I'm gonna blank on it. Uh, like it's not called Foxborough. That's the town it's in. What no, is it's, the- isn't it Foxborough? Fox Gillette, Burr, Gillette. Gillette S- thank yeah. you. No, okay. that's something for yeah, the no. sponsor. Okay, gotcha. Gillette Stadium. Thank you. He's sitting on literally the 50-yard line in a chair in Gillette, and the camera does a full pan around him. That's the first minute. He sits so, there. I got watch it. I didn't have a chance to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll try to describe it for all you guys so you can check it out as well. Um, he just sits there ab- absorbing, observing, mm. and absorbing everything just around him. The empty stands, Damn. the the you know the jumbotron and whatnot. And then once the camera makes it back to in front of Edelman, it settles, and he begins speaking. And that part, that quote that you mentioned, where he said he'd play till the wheels have fallen off, and due to an injury sustained last year, they finally have. He is speaking so slowly and so emotionally that I thought he was going to either break down or just at least choke up. And it was crazy that he didn't, because everything else about the moment from his face, you know, his, his expressions, to the tone of his voice, it felt like he would um but that just showed to me that and and I feel like you see this all the time with athletes who are you know blessed out the opportunity to spend their entire career with one team and it might just be the patriot way as well in this particular case um but it's just that much more special to retire with that team you're with the entire time with the team that drafted you in the sixth maybe seventh round and gave this dude an opportunity to make it in this league to make a crazy catch in the Super Bowl, to win multiple rings. Second best catch of all time? Yeah, behind Tyree. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it Maybe Immaculate Reception might be second for me then, behind Tyree. But it's top three or five. I don't know where Odell lands. Regardless, it's historic. And he, you know, should be remembered for that. I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I know you agree with that. But as a whole, he deserves to be recognized for a wonderful career. And hey, he's got multiple Super Bowl rings to look back on. So... Congrats to you on a great season, or a great, hey, I don't know how he played this season, I guess it got hurt, but a great career, Julian Edelman, um, and enjoy retirement. Yeah, um, I agree with
1: everything you said, and like I said, I haven't really seen the full clip yet or anything. It's crazy. Um, but two points I did want to bring up, so I knew we were going to probably end up talking about Julian Edelman because we were recording tonight, and I was trying to figure out which way I wanted to go with it. Because there really hadn't been an official statement or anything. And the official statement came late in the day where he had that video. But before that, because he was... Let, at first they said released or let go or whatever because of a failed uh, physical or something. And I right, was like, right. that's a lame yeah. way for the Pats to get rid of a guy who has been so, so loyal to this squad. Who has helped them to help Brady and Gronk to so many rings. Mm-hmm. Like... I was in shock at first, and I was like, "This this doesn't sound right." Um, so I'm glad I waited, and that was what ended up, ended up happening. It, it was an actual kind of pre-retirement type uh, yeah. vibe there. Um, so yeah, I was I was happy about that. But do you think he actually retires, or does he end up in Tampa Bay? Ooh, yeah, because I mean,
0: wow, why not? Well, if he's saying retired, because right now he would have had the opportunity to hit the free agency market, or at least waivers, um, because he was looking for an extension, and it was the failed uh, physical because of that injury from last year uh, that made them void the contract, which again, I saw that tweet too, and I was like, damn, that sucks, and quickly after, uh, I think Schefter or somebody followed it up with saying... This likely is going to lead to a retirement. It's yeah. a move that coincides with it, because mm-hmm. otherwise that is. But you're like, a I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't you just? Retire I, me? I mean, it <laughs> does it does coincide with it. And I guess that's. What and I think they leaked implied. that before the retirement when clearly that video had been recorded at night. So maybe yeah. last night, maybe the night before, and they leaked this part of the move before they released yeah. that. Tough. It was yeah. a good day not to. Uh,
1: overreact immediately yes oh, exactly I'd which, like, which i like it happens a lot which so. literally was my thought process i was like do i immediately go in on the paths or do i wait until something else comes yeah, out exactly. and i waited so props to me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good seriously. job to me today um but yeah shout out julian edelman you know we have been enemies before in the past uh <laughs>
0: but hopefully uh you know in your retirement, we can learn to love you. Exactly, and we'll leave it at that. And he's great. I mean, he's great with the the Myers Leonard stuff. And anytime there's some kind of anti-Semitic drama, he handles it so well. If it's within the sports world, offering to get that's like true. a new somebody. That's true. I forgot he was also that's for the he's Myers Leonard. Guy, yeah. So hopefully no, that's he, awesome. you know remains on that. Um, yeah. So. My final thing after the Julian Edelman stuff and after our quotes, I don't know who won. I think that was kind of a joint one point each. It so really eh. seemed like it was even the entire I time. I think we'll call it it, well. it seemed very even. Who knows? Um, I want to shout out the SAC League. I'm about to hop on oh, the live, yeah. the IG live. Tomorrow is the draft at 8 p.m. on the IG Live. So, if you're listening um, and have no idea what we're also talking yes, about. Yes. SAC League
1: is a three-on-three basketball league run out of the cul-de-sac in which our beloved Aiden Broderick lives. That's right. He's the commissioner of the league. Uh, the league is divided into how many teams? Ten this year. Ten teams. You know? ten teams. Uh, in the past, it's been a combination of all of our friends from all over. High school, grade school, you know, even college to an extent, and people we've met along the way and brought in. It's it's one big happy family of of sack players yeah. and it's pretty legit you know we take stats we record games we some even us will sometimes call games yeah it, it's pretty legit uh we we have shirts made up and everything for everyone and mm-hmm. uh it's been a lot of fun this is our 4th year
0: it is crazy. uh going at
1: it so this year Aiden and i are also both uh captains so we will be yeah. drafting our team which as you mentioned is tomorrow, tomorrow night. so it's something that you're definitely going to want to follow along with on social media at the sack league are um, Also, like just keep up with the show because we'll probably be talking about it from here on be out well, for through sure. the summer uh, just because it becomes such a big aspect of our lives and a lot of fun and something we genuinely love sharing with all of you guys too. So definitely be on the lookout. Follow those accounts. Follow us on our personal accounts too yeah. um, so that we can promote all of it and you guys can tune in because it's going to be some really fun stuff. It's
0: going to be fun. I can't wait. Um, so with that, uh i'll be hopping over to the instagram live and um hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode we'll be back with a little bit more of a regular schedule uh as our own you know class schedules start to die down a little bit because we've been busy but yeah so thank you guys so much for listening uh check out the sackley like we mentioned and uh keep watching sports we'll talk to you more about it next week bye guys